Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we're systematically discovering what the Scripture teaches regarding what too many of us believe are out-of-reach theological topics. But here at Kitchen Table Theology, or KTT, our goal is to put those theological cookies on the bottom shelf where we can all reach them. And we're always trying to do this in a way that's very applicable to the lives we live because the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. If you've been joining us already, you know that in previous podcasts, we've been delving into the doctrine of the person of God. So far, we've talked about God's self-existence, his immutability, the fact that he's infinite, and that he is all-knowing or omniscient. In our last podcast, we started a three-podcast run of big words. Woo, y'all know I struggle with these sometimes, so bear with me. You can do me. it. You can do it. We have faith. Woo, omniscience, omnipotence, and go. omnipresence. Sometimes these words are much more in my wheelhouse to say <laughs> the three O's for obvious reasons or the three all's, all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present or everywhere at once. Today, we're going to be continuing our study in the doctrine of the person of God. And if you missed us discussing these past topics of self-existence, his immutability, and his infiniteness, or his omniscience, we invite you to go back to these previous podcasts and check them out. So let's jump in today. Pastor Jeff, let's begin with a very, your grandson, Cade-like question. Grandpa, can God do anything I feel like I'm being set up here. Is this a, just a trick question? You're trying to catch me? Well, sort of. <laughs> sort of. So let me let me back up and ask a couple of other questions. The word omnipotent means all-powerful, right? Mm-hmm. But what exactly do we mean when we say that God is all-powerful? Does this actually mean that God can do anything and everything? I've always sort of that thought as there's nothing my God cannot do. <laughs> Yeah, for you. For you. I remember that song. That's a that's a kid's song. We used to have sing that with our girls when they were little. And the the lyrics, I mean, they're and just the drilled in my brain because we played that cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that takes you back, the cassette tape. Yeah, there were motions to it. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. Uh, there's nothing my God cannot do. He made the trees. He made the seas. He made the elephants, too. We've been on an elephant run here. We have. It's, it's um, just trying to convert you to that, that Alabama fandom. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Go Tigers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then it ends, my God's so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do for you. And, you know, that's how it ended. And I think a lot of Christians think that that's the case. But can God really do all things? Here's... A question I, I'm even nervous to ask. Aren't, aren't there a few things that he can't do? Lightning coming down, oh, striking you, I feel you, like Jen. it was about to come down. Did you just sure. ask me, are there a few things God cannot do? I, I think I did. I mean, it, it feels wrong <laughs> for us to even say that. It kind it of does. think it, you know, and we're, we want to, you know, as Christians, oh, of course, my God can do all things. I would just say, well, really? Uh, let me offer a couple of questions for us to consider. Can God make a married bachelor? 
Can God create a triangle with four corners? Mm -hmm. Can God create a square circle? Can God create a rock that, you know, this is an old question. Can God create a rock so Uh. big that even God cannot lift it? (laughs) Uh, Can God create something that is not contingent upon him for its existence or its creation? What about this? Can God force someone to freely choose to love him, juxtapose force and freely. Can God force someone to freely choose to love him? Well, of mm. course not. And so our answer to those questions is no, God can't do those things. Well, why? Because they are logically impossible. Mm. So if there are clearly things that God cannot do, then why do we say he's all-powerful or omniscient? Yeah, that's a good, good question. Let, let's begin by defining the word omnipotent. Uh, as it applies to the person of God. It derives from the Latin omnis means all and potens means powerful. It's, it's not a word used in the Bible. You, you won't find that word in the Bible anywhere. And so sometimes people, and I've, I've gotten into discussion with people, well, that word's not even in the Bible, you know, and you can't. Well, the word Bible is not in the Bible. <laughs> so, but almighty The word almighty appears in virtually every book in the Old Testament, and often it appears dozens of times. So omnipotence simply means God has all power. And I I really like the way Psalm 115.3 reads in the Geneva Bible. The... um, I'm going to nerd out for just a second because I'm a Bible guy. Well, I was just about to ask. That's the, not one I'm very familiar with. The Geneva Bible was translated in 1580, and that was the Bible. Have you ever wondered what Bible did the pilgrims bring to America? Well, they brought what we refer to as the Geneva Bible. It was the Bible of the pilgrims. It was the Bible of the Protestant reformers. It was the, if you read Shakespeare, he was quoting out of the Geneva Bible. Mm-hmm. So it was the Bible of Shakespeare. Well, Psalm 115.3 says, But our God is in heaven. He doeth whatsoever he will. And the translators in the Geneva Bible, if you look at the bottom of that page, I did it the other day and prep for this, mm-hmm. put this note. No impediments can let his work or stop his work, but he useth even the impediments to serve his will. So nothing can stop his work, Mm -hmm. but even the things that try to stop his work, God uses to accomplish his work. Mm -hmm. He's all powerful. Mm -hmm. So God, he he can do all things that don't conflict with his holy nature. Um, he, He can do all things that don't go against his established laws of nature. Now, miracles are an exception to that. But, you know, that's even more incredible work of God mm-hmm. and power. And God can't do things that are contrary to logic, but he still has all power. He has the power to do anything he wants to do. There's no area of our universe where he's not exerting his power even right now. Mm-hmm. And from a, um, from a blade of grass to the stars up in the sky, everything and everyone is dependent upon his immeasurable power for its existence. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Jeff, in, in preparing for this podcast today, you just shared this amazing story from NASA's Space Shuttle Endeavor back in 1992. So if you allow me, I'd like to share that with our listeners today. Well, it, it deals with something as big as an elephant. You need to stop. I know. Wow. We've been on this. Uh, we can't get elephants off of our brain. But isn't that a thing, too? Like once you, you start 
You try not to think about elephants. All you can think about is elephants. Apparently. Something. I don't know. We'll stop. We'll stop. We promise. So this should fit right in. So there's this great article from, again, NASA's Space Shuttle Endeavor from 1992. In her article, Historic Grab in Space, Marsha Dunn of the San Francisco Chronicle wrote, Three spacewalking astronauts reached up with their gloved hands and caught a four and a half ton slowly spinning satellite in a risky last ditch attempt to save the craft. And Houston, I think we got a satellite. That's a great line. <laughs> it is, says shuttle commander Daniel Brandenstein. From inside the Endeavor, after the three astronauts standing in a circle outside the craft, put their hands on the bottom of the satellite and held it steady. That blows my mind. It, I'm just, I'm pausing on every word yeah. because it's so unbelievable to me. The Endeavor had just passed to the southwest of Hawaii, 225 miles high, traveling at 17,500 miles per hour. And together, the three astronauts surrounded the satellite like the three legs of a tripod and the operation required extraordinary delicacy. Any jarring motion could have caused the fuel inside the satellite to start rocking, and they just reached up and grabbed it. <laughs> they stopped it from spinning, did some work on it, and then, like it was nothing, a dandelion blowing in the wind, <laughs> just released it, functioning properly, fully, again. I mean, it's hard to even it's imagine. And this this was quite a few years ago <laughs> mm -hmm. now. Um, but the ability to launch into space and then catch by hand, six human hands, a satellite mm. weighing more than an elephant... <laughs> really is amazing. I mean, four and a half tons. And you just think of, it's astonishing. But as astonishing as that is, it is insignificant compared to the power and the ability of God. So God is omnipotent. He is all powerful. He's got the ability and the power to do anything. And even the Hebrew name for God, El Shaddai, speaks of his power. El uh, El speaks of God, and Shaddai means Almighty. So El Shaddai is Almighty God. His, his, his own name refers to his awesome strength and might. Uh, in Job 9, Job said, If it is a matter of power, behold, he is mm. the strong one. What a great verse. Mm. Uh, Job realized that absolute strength, absolute power, might, uh, all that belong to God alone. Um, and then... I love the Hallelujah Chorus, you know, Handel's Messiah. Mm. And I don't, have you ever listened to that the whole way through? All the or way just through, like the Hallelujah Chorus? Mm -hmm. The first time I ever sat through the entire thing, I could not believe how the entire thing, I didn't know. It's just steeped in scripture. Mm -hmm. And one of the great lines from the Hallelujah Chorus is from Revelation 19 6. Hallelujah, John, the Apostle John said, For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. And mm. man, I mean, I, I sung that. I had to memorize that in the college choir. And I still remember the, t the tenor part of that. I get so lost in hymns sometimes just because they are so steeped in scripture and just, just, yeah, yeah, just the beauty of it. So the Bible very clearly establishes the power of almighty God and that power makes him omnipotent. 
As we always seek to do here on Kitchen Table Theology, we seek to answer the question as to how this particular attribute of God affects our own lives. There are many ways to answer that. So, Pastor Jeff, how about you give us a few? How is God's omnipotence important to our everyday lives? Well, l- let me ask us a question. Are, are things or people in your life constantly changing? I mean, it's kind of a dumb question, and especially now. My word, everything's changing. And we almost laugh. Well, we do laugh at it because as we are recording this, it's the year 2020. And if 2020 has been about anything, it's been about change. And maybe all the changes aren't necessarily bad, but certainly they caught us off guard or surprised us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I um, I've written a couple of books, and actor and comedian Steve Martin, I, I I don't know that many people know this, but he's a very accomplished he author. He is. He's funny. Yeah. And yeah mm-hmm. Not only a books, but also screenplays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he once said this. He says, I handed in a script last year, and the studio didn't change one word. The word they didn't change was on page eighty-seven. You know, <laughs> and if you've ever written anything and turned it in, you to an editor, you know what that feeling's like. In other words, he's saying everything changed. <laughs> well, God's omnipotence means that we can find comfort in knowing that the God who enters into a personal relationship with us through His Son Jesus Christ never changes, and can be relied upon to do what's best for our lives. So that's mm-hmm. awesome, right mm-hmm. there. We can count on him to stay 100% completely powerful and in control of the world, in control of creation, life, death, governments, weather, pandemics, even the little things that are important to us. You know, the omnipotence of God is uh, it's complex, it's wonderful, yet it's very simple for us to rely on, to depend on, knowing that God is omnipotent really can give you the courage and confidence to live as he designed you to live, knowing that uh, God has ultimate power, uh, uh, ultimate authority over everything in every circumstance can be freeing. It can be very empowering. Knowing God is holding everything safely in his hand. And even when things seem to be going badly, we can rest in the knowledge that he will stay faithful to his promises no one's going to overthrow him. Nothing is going to make him go sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing is going to thwart his plans. Mm-hmm. And you know, that reminds me of this great verse from the Old Testament book of Daniel that says, All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, What have you done? You know what's even crazier? As as sons and daughters of the omnipotent God, we have access Mm -hmm. to his power. I mean, just think about that for a second. We have access to the very power of God. Paul wrote this, but but God said, he's saying, this is what God told me. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm -hmm. And Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God's power is what holds us in a state of grace despite our sin. God's power keeps us from falling. Jude 24 says that. Even in our weakest moments, God's power shines because He is able, and this is Ephesians 3.20, He is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according 
to what? His power mm. that is at work within us. So cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. And as that power works within us, we are drawn back to be greater students of his word. And mm-hmm. that hopefully, in, yeah. Hopefully. It, and that leads me back to something you mentioned that you'd written a couple of books already mm-hmm. and you've got another one coming out. You want to tell us a little bit about that today? I do. We're going to tell you more about that here on Kitchen Table Theology in a coming podcast very soon. But uh, yeah, I have uh, I've just been able to see the blessing of God throughout my ministry, and especially here at Low Country Community Church. We have seen thousands of people place their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior over the years. And I've always wanted to have some kind of good resource, some kind of good tool to be able to hand them day of mm-hmm. and say, okay, here, here's a Bible, and then here's something else that can help you get started. Mm-hmm. And I've looked and looked and looked and looked for years. And so finally, I decide, well, I'm going to write what I want to give them mm-hmm. and what I want to tell them. So the book is called Your Greatest Adventure. It is available on Amazon and some other places online right now. It's also available as an ebook, and we'll either do a bonus podcast or I'll tell you a little bit more about it in an upcoming Kitchen Table Theology podcast. But we're going to be launching that book uh, the first half of of August, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm really excited about it. And uh, even though we haven't launched it yet, a couple of weeks ago we had 13 people pray to receive Christ here at Low Country Community Church, and we were able to give them the book mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. So I, that just that just does my heart good, and I hope it'll be a help. So if you Kitchen Table Theology listener, if you know someone who is new to their faith, uh, it'd be a great book for them. Or if you are new to your faith, I, I really would encourage you to pick it up. Or if you just want to be reminded of what some of the basics are, make mm-hmm. sure that you're not missing out on what God has for you. Uh, that's, that's why I wrote it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, your greatest adventure. And I think we all need to revisit that every now and then. A scripture mm-hmm. that always comes to mind is, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, to remember what that moment yeah. was like, that mm-hmm. turning point moment. Well, hey, another great resource we want to continue to meet with you in is this podcast. So if you haven't subscribed yet, head on over to YouTube or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening from and hit subscribe. We're putting more and more resources up for you, your personal study, and your growth in God's Word. Subscribing makes sure that you don't miss a thing. If today's podcast has brought up a question or two, just shoot us an email over to Jeff. Pastor Jeff at lowcountrycc.org or watch for Pastor Jeff's Instagram. His IG name is Pastor Jeff Cranston because we give you opportunities to ask questions there as well. And we always love hearing from you. We do. Yep. As we wrap up today's podcast, let's remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope our time together today has helped you become a better kitchen table theologian. Our next podcast will be on God's holiness. We hope you will join us because you won't want to miss it. See you next time right here at KTT. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, 
Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's Word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.